0: Welcome back guys going bracket racing YouTube channel. I'm George, and you know, my man Casey right there Uh, We are here to kind of give a little bit of a recap this week See how everybody did hopefully uh, Everybody had a good time out I'm definitely glad to to be uh, at work on Friday and having my work screen up on one and Then uh, some type of bracket racing up on another as there was a lot going on this week Uh, So Casey what's going on, bro?
1: man same old same old got to go racing this weekend uh had uh more trials and tribulations which seems to be totally my luck um actually blew a tire on the trailer on the way on the way to the track on friday or yeah friday um so that's that was the start of a uh uneventful weekend to say the least but went down to the lot uh they ran a gambler's race on uh friday night i think I, I want to say there might've been 40 cars in it actually. So it was pretty decent, uh, turnout for that on a Friday night. Um, so anyways, gotten that, uh, couldn't get on the tree really, um, thought I had determined why that was, then come around, uh, got to like second round or something and then lost just slow lights. Basically, um, couldn't find it no matter what I did to the box. Come back Saturday, I was double entered, uh, uh, one first round and one lost in the other Bought back in one came into second round. I was double O one red then added five in the box and I was 17 red. And I'm like, man, what's going on here? This makes no sense. And I just can't understand. I mean, I've never varied that much in my entire life, like not from 17 to one, but from negative 17 to I think 32 or something like that. I mean, that's like 50 numbers. I've never varied that much, and you'd have to try almost, to. so long story short, uh, we went through a bunch of hypotheticals as what, what could be going on, things like that, um, took a video of the car whenever I was putting it on the two-step on Sunday in the driveway, and the car will actually almost set the suspension, in fact, if you look at the video that's on YouTube, you I think that one, I don't know if it's that one or another one, you can actually slow it down and see it, where it actually compresses the front suspension a little bit whenever you it on the two-step, which means it's just barely, like, there's not enough fluid pressure to keep reverse and first together. So I don't know if something's wrong with the valve body or what, but we got a new one coming from TSR Racing. Um, should be here maybe Thursday. So you see the car in the background. This is a real background, by the way. This isn't one of those <laughs> fake Skype backgrounds or whatever. Um, the car's jacked up behind me. I got the pan off the transmission, so I'm going to swap a new valve body in it. I think it's going to rain this weekend anyway, so if I don't get it done in time, I don't think I'm going to miss anything, Uh, but we'll be ready for the following week, probably go to Test and Tune, see what happens, Um, you know, go from there.
0: It sounds about like, uh, uh, again, um, definitely don't like to go to the racetrack uh, after having everything done over the week. You're ready to go, the car's running great inside of the garage, and you turn up to the racetrack and then something something little as um, either a band adjustment, as we spoke about previously, you know, kind of in uh, in other vehicles or or a plunger or, or even, the, you know, the parts you're going to change out. Um, those little things bite us, especially the consistency side of it all. Uh, and I can vouch for you, Casey, man. You've been racing, I've been knowing you long enough, uh, varying that much. I mean, you sent me a text message when it happened and... I thought so myself. Uh, you don't generally vary that many numbers. And I asked you, I was like, "Did you flinch, Casey?" And when you said no, that's kind of what it got me to thinking too. Maybe your car's rocking the beam or moving forward. Hey, good, good. us uh, to give a good uh, welcome to the show to Richard Lewis. Hey, man, thanks for chiming in. You guys got any any thoughts or or comments on the matter? If you you struggle with a car that's rolling the beam. Um, not necessarily rolling completely through it, but when you set the trans brake, it gives you a nice little bump forward or backwards. We're gonna discuss that in a little bit of detail. We might even come up with a, a little bit of a how-to once we get that solved in order for you guys to be able to go back to it in the future. But uh, yeah, Casey, man, uh, the car was pretty flawless from from what I could see other than that. And uh, I can remember sending a text, hey man, the car is under you, what's wrong, driver? Uh, you weren't too mad at me, yep. were you? <laughs>
1: No man, that's that was exactly right, and that's what I thought it was too. And uh, you know, I'm not one to to make excuses about stuff because I don't believe you can improve on anything if you're going to sit here and pretend something else is the problem and not figure out what the problem really is. Um, but I just I felt it. I actually could feel the car every once in a while kind of surge forward, and I'm just like, man, what's going on? You know, and uh, I always I let go of the button and then I map the gas. Um, I don't I don't get on it like pro stock does when both pre when both stage beams come on or anything that's how I've always driven um, never been an issue before and I've you know it's just it is what it is we'll get it figured out um, and once we do then we'll be good to go because car is good to go I know that okay. so
0: car was good and you were that a lot so I, I venture to say the track was probably had uh, had a little bit of bite in it as well you put you popularly nice wheelies or do, do you feel like the car stayed on the ground
1: Oh, it's coming up maybe like six inches or something like that but uh i was talking to another guy uh, he says i should actually adjust the uh, shocks a little looser in the front maybe have a keep up a little more but I'm I'm reluctant to do that because the car's running so good right now and I honestly don't I don't know that I mean it's like I said this car's got iron heads on it it's got 80 extra pounds at least on the front end than an aluminum head motor yeah and I think the car would work better with aluminum heads just if nothing else just to get that weight off the front and I'm sure any aluminum heads going to make more power than the heads I have on there but uh, sure you know it's just it's really hard to change something whenever it's already working you know what I mean?
0: Other than the transmission side of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of agree with that too. And Maybe some of the, some of our fans here might have this, a little bit of the same thought process. But if I can look at a time slip, and this we are talking about going bracket racing. This isn't uh, no prep kings or, or uh, mega cash days to where I have to be the fastest in the world leading the line. I have to repeat the numbers. So if I can find a way to make my car do that, I don't care if it's running fat sometimes. I've, I'm kind of reluctant to lean it up a little bit. Because it's running perfectly. Of course, I don't want to run it, you know, to where there's danger to the motor. But, you know, if it's doing a repetitive, if I'm able to repeat slip, just print time slips, and all I need to focus on from that point is George hit the tree and the car's going to be there, I'm I'm going to feel real confident that day. You know, barring the weather. You know, I know that uh, you went out on. Friday it ran one thing, and then Saturday it was like, "What the heck happened here?" Well, I'm pretty sure North yeah. Carolina threw you a curveball that day. Uh, but yep. uh, definitely get your thought process on not wanting to to change that um, consistency. You know, you make a change to the front end of the car, what's going to happen from there? Um, so yeah, no, it was definitely nice to get some pictures, and we're going to be coming up with some uh, some things here pretty soon. Casey took quite a few pictures. I saw you in. Uh, a few other uh maybe a website i think i saw you on that uh, somebody caught you and laura in a picture there That was pretty neat where was lucy you didn't have her in the picture
1: yes she was sleeping on the side of the trailer no uh josh came up he uh he he goes out to kinston quite a bit and then comes to galat anytime they're open kind of like what i do and uh he came around he i guess got him camera he's taking pictures took a lot of really cool pictures of a lot of cars actually
0: absolutely yeah, guys, no, yeah, we've we got some things going on here as far as lifestyle going on at the track, and uh you guys got real nice pictures you'd like to post or like us to post a picture of your car at all times, just feel free to send that to us in our inbox, and uh, we like shopping out uh, nice cars and even not-so-nice cars, And if, especially if you turn on the wind light, uh, which, which we're going to get into here in just a little bit. Uh, it just so happened to have been Speaking. a wind light turned on. More than once in Big Money Bracket Racing, which, hey, man, hats off to you, man, Uh, young man. uh, You've done your thing. I watched probably every round round you ran. So uh, I sent an inbox to you in case you might want to come on and tell us what that was like. Uh, A lot of our viewers would like to know, hey, how does it feel to win not one night, but then turn around and win another night? And I think you had two two cards down to, to some low numbers, too. Uh, Mr. Michael, uh, Casey, I think Michael
1: Carpenter is his name.
0: I believe that's his last name. And that kid, I'm gonna tell you, he was on a terror. And that was, that was very fun, very, very entertaining to watch. And if I'm not mistaken myself, SFG paid all the money to locals, um, (laughs) that week. So I think, uh, and I'm trying to remember her name too, but I think she was even from Florida, maybe just a little bit away there. So, um, definitely. SFG recap. Did you get a chance to to get your eyes on that? I know you were pretty busy this week uh, with your own uh, your own program. Well, with uh,
1: with going on Saturday and everything, oh Friday and Saturday, I didn't really have a ton of time to watch everything. But what I did watch was uh, I watched Piedmont quite a bit, and I caught the end. Oh man, speaking of wind lights, here we got the little nasty red chiming in. Old Justin over there. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways i'm sure he was glued to the piedmont stuff but uh they had a foot brake racing over there man and i'll tell you what i think it was saturday night there was this little opal he was down to three cars he was two of the cars oh wow but you know who the other one of the cars was was nick hastings oh no and he (laughs) and he beat him the the one run and then he beat him in the finals
0: oh no so
1: that's kind of heartbreaking but i mean that car had to be on fire as far as Hot lapping, hot lapping a door car, you know,
0: yeah. uh,
1: down to where you're the
0: last two of the last three. I mean, so that was that was the theme of the day of the weekend. It seemed like I, I think I even saw. Um, uh, oh my goodness, his name just seems to slip my mind right now. But he uh, he won the 525 uh, for SFG, and um, I, I think Gage. I, uh, yeah, Gage Birch. I think I've seen him down. Racing himself with like eight cars left or something. And uh um, surprised me. I think that's
1: where he's from,
0: is Brady. He's from Florida for sure. I don't know exactly what area, but he's definitely from that area. And uh maybe it was a little home home court advantage or home field advantage for him, but having two cars down in the I think it was the first fifty grander that I watched, um, that would have been Saturday. So he had two cars down. Um so this is this is pretty this is pretty compelling, you know what I mean? People taking multiple colors down to it reminds me of somebody i know that might be part of going bracket racing how about that casey
1: (laughs) man i tell you what the best thing you can do in my opinion if 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 you can have first of all obviously as many entries as you can get that's the best that's the best option you have sure um because the more shots you get i mean we all know what it's like you hit the practice tree 10 times if you if you just pretend you have two colors or whatever if you just have one more chance like fifth time you hit it you'll usually hit it six or seven times more before you're red again or bad or whatever, you know? Right. Um, so the multiple entries is always the way to go if you can afford to do it. But uh, the best thing you can do is on a three-day weekend, if you can go deep on Friday, get your confidence up, get all those hits that no one else has, um, get everybody else maybe shaking a little bit, knowing that you just won the night before or went deep the night before. I mean, that, that means a lot on a three-day weekend.
0: Sure it does. You know you got a head a head of steam going. Uh, you're doing you're doing quite a bit of uh, you know quite a bit of lights. You're getting good. You're seeing where your car is. You got tickets from the 60 to the 330, telling you hey my rod is under me or hey my hot rod ain't under me. I better do something different. So the confidence boosting um, that comes along with that is it has to be a huge advantage. In the chat real quick we got a comment. We're going back. A little bit back to where we were talking about adding a little bit into the front end of your car there. Randy chimes in and he says, I've always heard the heavier you are in front end, the more front end travel you want to transfer the weight. You know, you got. he makes a pretty good point there. you got anything to go along with that? Maybe heavier front end, more more weight travel?
1: Well, I increased, well, let's see, what would that be? I decreased the ride height of the front uh, the other day. And it it ended up working quite a bit better, so there is a lot of truth to that. Um, The only thing I'm worried about is if I make... So I'm talking more of compression settings. I only have single adjustable shocks on both the front and the back, so that's just adjusting the compression, not necessarily the rebound. The only thing I'm worried about is if I loosen them up, I'm I'm on the third softest setting on the front. And I think I'm saying this right for the front, but anyways if they're qa1 adjustable shocks just single adjustable shocks which pretty much what almost everybody has vast majority um but anyways i have them on three out of 18 and i've had a couple guys in fact alan's in here right now he was saying i should i should actually turn them down to maybe zero and the only thing i'm worried about is with all that weight coming down, is that gonna make it kind of bounce?
0: Like a like a sailboat. You know, and, and I,
1: yeah, and I'm asking. I mean I don't because I don't know. You know. Gotcha. Hey gotcha. we got Jeff Bonifield and Jerry's in here.
0: Very nice, very nice. Yeah, oh, we've we've got a little bit going on here now and the Gage Burch is from uh Palmetto, Florida. Thanks, Kevin Oit. Uh Mr. Little's in here, uh chiming in. Hey, how'd you guys do over at the Texas two step? Uh did you get hit by any rain? I know it started to rain here in Sherman, uh, Kevin and uh, I know Kendall was driving the Black Panther from what I saw and, and I don't I didn't get a chance to see if he went went and did any good that day. But that old car was looking pretty good, Kevin Definitely uh glad thanks for chiming in there. Um but yeah, you know, so I get your thought process, Casey, about uh, you know, you see some cars they leave the line they pull the wheels and then they're Willys all the way up and down, not necessarily willies but that front end. Well, they're just almost
1: rides. always that's a Vega thing for some reason, yeah. They're always vegas
0: <laughs> right? And, and their front end just rides, um, but definitely. And uh, going back to what you said, it's it's uh, especially if you hit a testing tune, I would at least try to a testing tune. But when it's when it's go time, seems to me that the old blue the blue car behind you is ready to rock uh, as far as the consistency goes. And, uh, I don't think you can knock that with a stick case.
1: Not, not really, man. We just got to figure out this, uh, this transmission deal and figure out why it's just barely lurching forward. And I mean, like I said, I took the pan off. There's no clutch material in there or anything, no sign of anything being wrong with it necessarily internally. So that's why we're just kind of thinking maybe it's the valve body and like I was telling you earlier, if all else fails, that is an expensive part. I mean, that's like 400 bucks worth of parts, Sure. but I need a spare transmission anyway. Sure. So worst comes to worst. If it's not the valve body, it's not like I'm just throwing money at it that I don't have anyway, but sure. it's not like I'm just throwing money at it because I'll, I'll utilize that for a spare transmission if it turns out not to be the problem. Absolutely. Um, and if all else fails, like Alan told me the other night, he was texting me. He's like, just wiring the line lock and then it won't move.
0: True. You know? So that's just another way to solve the issue of the car kind of moving on you. Yeah, that's throwing out, it's definitely going to affect, if you guys don't know, if you're, new to going, if you're new to going bracket racing or bracket racing as a sport itself, any type of a rock or a, a shape into the beams, it's either going to put you more in the beams or pull you out of the beams. You definitely don't want to come out because you might catch that old red light, especially those of you who stayed real shallow. So what we're talking about is the ability to hit the trans brake button and the car just sits still. We don't want it to go any forward or any backwards. We want that bad boy to just set, boom. Okay. When it's time to go, let go of that button. We want it to be able to go down there and run dead on and have a chance at double O. you can't really have a chance to to have consistent life if your car is bouncing back and forth. So, um, so definitely, uh, definitely glad we caught it here and not at a not at a five hundred grander or something like that. <laughs> in so um, yeah, yeah. But no, I want to piggyback. Uh, take take a time off the Say hats off to SFG. Uh, hats off to you guys. I watched drag racing three days in a row. And I think I turned off drag racing at like 8.30 each night. Those That program ran seemingly flawless. Um, so hats off to you guys for running a heck of a program. Um, that was one heck of a race to watch. I know, Casey, you might have been chimed in or, or at least rewound to watch that no no box series. Let's get into that a little bit over there. Was that at Piedmont?
1: Yeah, that was at Piedmont, man. And uh, I'll tell you what, this is what the overall topic, this is why I even thought about this overall topic tonight was uh, which the, the, the big topic of tonight is the discussion is gonna be, is a delay box a significant advantage like it used to be? Because from what I was seeing at Piedmont, the answer is absolutely not. I mean, there was one round, I think it was like, it might've even only been like second or third round uh, on Sunday. And there was like five perfect lights that I, that's just what I saw while I was watching it. For, and I'm telling you, this wasn't like, this wasn't all of third round. This was just, I watched it for maybe 45 minutes before I had to go let the dog out or something and got distracted. But I mean, it's like, if you're doing that in a foot brake car, then, in my opinion, you don't need a delay box. And the other side of that is, you can run bottom bulb and top bulb in the same night
0: without having to make any switches. Uh, generally, at all the big big money races, no box are kept separate from uh, top, which uh, it gives a little bit of extra incentive to the no box guys. But is it an advantage? Is it and uh, instead of it being an advantage for top drivers, the advantage seems to be going to the no-box guys. Um, Who knows how many of those guys are showing up to to race at some of these big races, but after they've done no-boxing, they are done no boxing they did not roll into top. So, you're 100% right. The top, uh, the no-box cars are are able to um, seemingly run both programs without having to make any changes. Now, I know we have those fast connect, your ability to make a fast connect uh, delay box where you can just pull it in, pull it out, Put it on one big wire, unplug it, whatever you want to do from there and pull the thing out, and then all of a sudden you're no box racing, right? We have the ability to do that. But so I think you're on to something though, as far as for is it an advantage anymore? Like right now, no box racers are taking care of business. Then I've even been watching Kevin Pollard win at at, at SFG with a no box car against the top mm-hmm. car. So I think the advantage is smoothed out. At least there are a select few of drivers out there who you're at a disadvantage if you pulled up next to them. I don't care if they've got a a, a box in their car or not. What do you guys well, think out in the chat? I mean, you guys uh, chime in if you've got any comments on, uh, on how you feel about uh, top bulb, top, top bulb, leaving with a with a delay box being an advantage or a disadvantage now, I should say. to to foot breaking or coming off of a button on the bottom
1: Jeff uh Jeff said here Jerry needs all the help he can get I don't know about that Jeff every time I've ever ran Jerry he's plastered me on the tree and I'm trying to just work him on the finish line but he doesn't look at me he (laughs) he just knows he's going dead on and I'm just gonna make a fool of myself beats me every time but uh then Justin says right here is exactly my point Nasty Nick doesn't need it and uh here's my theory george right here because like you said you can just take the box out real quick i mean my car i do that i do that all the time you know right, right and uh well it's not all the time but i do that a couple times a year and uh it's just a trailer plug unplug it and it's got a jumper and i can just there we go ready to go no boxing but my thing is is that if you foot brake the whole time and you can get on the tree on the foot if you're running top and bottom ball at the, at the same race and you're not taking your box in and out, you're not doing this one time and, you're, and then you're doing it with your feet the next time, you're doing it the same way every single time. So you have twice as many hits on the tree as everybody
0: else, right? Effectively, and, and we've got a, a comment in the chat here, Dylan, Mr. Champion, he says, a box is more of an advantage to be more consistent. Agree to disagree, agree to disagree. Right now, I know that in some of those rounds of No Box, people get away with 40 lights because the other guy was 60 or 70. But at the same time, that happens in top. Okay, so it's it's the inconsistency is all a matter of yeah, I might have let go 40, but if my other guy's 40 right along with me, we're gonna have a race regardless. It's the inconsistency, in my opinion, is coming from. Uh, hoping that the other car is inconsistent at the same time that I am in this in this sense um, but yeah kevin always says box has the advantage because you have a bump up and a bump down now i'm going to say that's, that's a fact there's there's no way to dispute that because half the time as much as us, as much as we race as as as, going, as bracket racing um, drivers We've hit the, the tree enough times or are getting into a, the ability to hit it enough times to know when we're late. And really? my late is generally 20. So don't be shocked if I have 7, 8, in my bump down because I know, oh man, that's 20. And I hit that bump, now I'm 10. Okay, that's definitely a, a, a solid comment. Casey, what do you think, solid?
1: Well, the other thing is, is that uh, I kind of live by the, uh, the theory of, hit it the best time the first time because it seems like any time I try to hit that bump down, I mean, unless I'm like dead late and I know it, I'll usually, I don't know why it is, but every time I think I'm late, I'm about maybe perfect or right around there, just barely red, and I'm just going to bump myself more red. And I got the bump down in there and I'm ready to go if I ever need it. But <laughs> I mean, I've rapid fired on it a couple times, but, uh, Man, I try to stay away from that, and I try to go by the theory and just hit it the best time the first time, you' <laughs> done with it.
0: Yeah, at the same time, you got it in there, though. So one day, yep. one, I mark my word, one day you're going to hit it. You're going to be like, oh, crap, that's 30. And then you're just going to be yep pegging away at that bump down. And then you're going to come out, and it's going to bite you or it's not. But 30, that's probably going to bite you in today's bracket racing. So right. Mm-hmm. right. I'm almost to the, to the <clears throat> point to where I'd rather bump it red than be 30. Not really because then I get a chance to go down the track and make something look different. But 30 is th- 30 at any SFG race or, or any other race for that matter. The Great American. I don't care what the, the, the spring fling. Uh, it doesn't matter. 30 generally does not slide through a round. You're going to have to really get the, the the racing gods on your side or hope the other guy went red or hopefully you had a few numbers in your pocket and you dump him and dump him and make him do something ignorant at the finish line that's about all you got so
1: yeah pretty much man but uh man i still stand by it if i think that uh i think if you can get on the tree off the foot the other the other thing is is i'm fairly certain that i saw i can't remember i don't know if it's if it's brent williamson or brett williamson i don't know what his name is but that real nice looking 57 chevy i'm sure everybody knows what i'm talking about the black one super super nice foot brake car runs every sfg race mm-hmm. him and Nick Hastings can go double-O off the foot all the time. And I'm pretty sure that at SFG, you can only have like, say you can only have two entries in top, but they still let them enter one in bottom, I think. So you can have three.
0: I don't have the answer to that. Um, that's I three entries that's though. True. And I thought it was two entries per car. So I, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, and I, I can't comment on that one, Maybe. but that does yeah. give you a, a whole nother example, a whole nother, um, as a shot at it. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, uh, as far as for, you know, the names you mentioned, consistency, I don't necessarily see any issue because they're always seemingly somewhere on the ladder round or in the money. Uh, like you said, um, I think you said it was it Pollard. Did you say it was Pollard? It was it was Hastings. You said raced the guy yeah. twice, and the guy he couldn't hit him get around. It. So I mean, yep. hats off to you, uh, to you, no box racers, and uh, you know. Uh, well,
1: Hastings was down to three at the at the Great American Million.
0: Right, right. So I mean, I, I, I think I, I do think that there are pros and cons to having a boxing in in your car. Pros and cons. Um, actually, pros. I don't necessarily think that I'm, number one, consistent enough or good enough to bottom ball. Number one, I've never done it, except for in uh, a little four-banger streetcar. So yes, I have, <laughs> I guess, swapped feet in a streetcar. Uh, and i come to think of it, I was 005 a couple times uh, at-, at Benton. So I'm, you know, I'm you patting got. myself on the back right now or nothing like <laughs> that. But but uh, yeah, Kevin Hoy chimed in, it is two entries per car at SFG, and I thought that's what it was. So. Um, that would definitely be a little bit more of a advantage if it was that third entry's a, a third entry plus two yeah, entries on yeah. top. That's like, oh my goodness, huh, you ain't gonna stop me that well, many times. And,
1: <laughs> hey, can you blame me for messing that up though? Because you see those two cars so much. I, right. I mean, you just figure that you just got a million of them, you know? It's true. But uh, man, the uh, the the thing also though about. Footbreaking, I guess could say other than people like Kevin Pollard most footbrake cars are generally going to be significantly cheaper than any top bulb car yeah, if that, for no other reason other than the fact you don't have to buy it I mean the mega 450 that's in my car that's probably like 500 bucks that's true
0: know? it's true at the same time you 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 chose the best one to single out I think mr. Pollard I, I think there's a 632 <laughs> under the hood of that bad boy if I'm not yeah. wrong and that's some man, of gun I mean, came, got it, a gun came Man, it comes out of the box like a freight train, too. I mean, to tell you, it always leaves a little dark smoke behind it. Yeah. I'm just like, dang, that's some of a gun all in the mail um for a no-box yeah. car. Uh Dylan chimed back in, Mr. Champion. We can just agree that Nick Hastings is a different breed. I agree. Yes. I, I agree twice. <laughs> that's the uh, truth. if there's two of me, that, that guy's definitely different. He hits the bottom better than most people hit the top consistently. So, yeah, there's yep. just those select few drivers that we have in our sport right now that <laughs> I don't care what they have. They can be on the top. They can be on the bottom. They're going to be on regardless. So And uh, Cavanoid, he chimes back in, and he says, regardless of box or no box, you can't beat a lot of seat time. That's a 100% yep. fact as that well.
1: Goes, that goes exactly with what Jeff just said here pretty much. The box is the equalizer. Sometimes, for the guys who don't make twenty-five to forty hits on the tree a weekend, I'm just jealous of the traveling racer. I guess that's why they're all
0: good. <laughs> hey, well, you're making a good point. Hey, but to make thirty-five or forty hits in one weekend, man, you're doing some winning. You're turning on some wind lights. Um, you are you. Your ability to say I'm confident in what's going on is super high. So stay away from the person who has gone especially. Just you just said it the first day of a big race, this person went five rounds, six rounds. Hey, come the next day, that person's going to be on a terror. I don't know why, but it's that confidence factor that you keep. Well, it's because because
1: if for no other reason, even like just set aside even the fact they got all these extra runs and and they got all these extra hits on the tree and all that stuff, set all that aside, it's just the sheer confidence level and the fact – you already won all the money. You don't care anymore. You're just there to have fun now so you can go up there and be like, I'm going to be 005, and if I'm red, I really don't care because I already won. You know, like it doesn't matter.
0: Well, you got to lose the at that There's point. a lot
1: to say for that.
0: Yeah. But right. Go get it. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're already there, especially, like you just said, uh, especially if you put a little, a little coin in your pocket. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, but Stephen, Stephen Austin, thanks for tuning in. We're glad you joined us here at the Going Bracket Racing YouTube channel. He agrees with Kevnoy. Seat time, everybody, is the key, and uh, you can't really take anything away from that. The more time you got in the seat, which I'm looking forward to doing myself, uh, I am I'm very much so a rookie. I've been through a handful of races and a couple of big races is how I, you know, I've been able to travel a little bit, have a little fun. But seat time wise, that's one thing I'm looking forward to, uh, just that seat time. And, uh, you know, we got our good man, Jerry Bonnefield, in here. He says, regardless of what box you choose, just remember, step one, cut a hole in the box. I don't quite know what that means 100%, but I'm pretty sure he's talking about cutting, uh, cutting a good light on the tree. You know what I mean? If you rip the tree down, it doesn't matter what you got going on. Take, take the tree he's with you. He's got
1: the uh, – the, the Bonnefields have the most sophisticated race car ever, and if I if – I, <laughs> Unless I don't know about this, they still have the original Deaden Bear delay box.
0: Still. With <laughs> the, the, the long, flip
1: wheels and all that. The but big FI, every sensor you can imagine. Fancy dash that's like looks like it should be in like a high end Ferrari or something. All this stuff. Car is immaculate. Perfect everything. <laughs>
0: like, it gets the job done. <laughs> <is>
1: immaculate. Everything <laughs> is perfect. Old delay box. I don't know why they do that. It I guess they're just keeping themselves <laughs> grounded.
0: <laughs> it gets the job done. Hey, hey! But again, again, we, you and I both know Jerry personally, and and sorry, pops, if you watch this, Jerry's put my pop on on the tree quite a few times. I hate, I hate running that Corvette. Anytime we're at a race, I hate <laughs> running. Run. So we went, we bounced off of this earlier about your ride height. If it isn't broke, don't fix it. That old dead bear is still getting the job done. I wouldn't rip that son of a gun out neither if I'm double O every single time. You know, yep. <laughs> forget it. Leave it in there. And let her let her ride. I'm laughing. Kevin was laughing too. Jeff. Everybody's laughing at that. <laughs>
1: yep. Jeff says, yep, that is what they still have. He has confirmed it. <laughs> yep.
0: So, man, no, that's, a, that's a, a very highly sophisticated car. We'll get you back on here pretty soon, Jerry. We'll schedule the, uh, the data logger uh, event that we have coming up. And, uh, you know, one of these days we'll get it. We'll get it all out there because I'm uh, I'm I'm highly interested in data logging, and uh, and uh, Kevin Hoyt, I think you might be headed that direction before too long too. I think you just put a whole grid system in your car, so definitely something that uh, I'm looking forward to talking with you guys about that getting into data. So um, yeah, Casey, man, what else you got for us today?
1: Man, back on that subject of the uh, of the no box guys, the other thing I was thinking is. And I don't know if, I know we were talking about this a little bit earlier, so tell me if i said this already, but the fact that you can actually, you make a run, so let's just say it's a normal night. This is not a big race, just normal night at the racetrack where they got top bulb, bottom bulb, and gear dragsters. If you run top bulb and bottom bulb, you go, you go run top bulb, run that class, and you're foot braking all this, by the way. You run top bulb, come around, fill the car up, maybe get a little charge in it if you need it, go run bottom bulb, You've just made a top bulb pass, so if absolutely nothing else, you've got a time run over there, you at least know what the car's going to run. True. Go right back up. That's an advantage.
0: All day. All day. And I watched Gage Birch. He effectively lived out what you're talking about. He'd go run. I think it's a little Mustang. He looks like a Fox body. Anyway, he'd run. One round. It's a nice looking car and I like how it leaves and just kind of travels out there and sets it down real gracefully It doesn't come up real high. It's not a super high really, but it's a real nice looking leave I like how it leaves the line anyway first one round I think it was maybe fifth round or so he's double-o something low next next rip up. He's double-o again So it's like right, He's he's effectively showing us You know number one I know my car is gonna run because I just ran less than 15 minutes ago before I got back up here Number two, I was double-O last time, so I just as well leave everything alone and be double-O this time, too. It's two colors. You ain't got nothing to lose, like you said. Um, so Dylan sends a, a comment to you. He says, don't try to overcompensate, complicate things, Casey. Just put whatever box works in and ride. You see? <laughs> <laughs> that works. That works. Yeah, that's and, uh, what I need. Steven Austin comes in, and he says, uh, Kevin, you're not foot-breaking anymore. He said, just stop foot-breaking. Kevin is not foot breaking anymore. He's got a box in the car, I believe is what he's saying. So man, I guess coming from, from Kevin, that's why he says, get some seat time. You know what I mean? So man, the
1: seat time is what it's all about, no matter what you're doing. And that's the one thing that no one can ever take away from Nick Hastings because I heard a podcast with him on it. I think I, I think I heard either him or somebody talking about just the way he goes about stuff. Cause clearly he races for a living and, uh, Basically, what he does is he shows up. I think he's got an LS-based motor. Uh, car's nice, but it's not anything spectacular. Uh, I think he said he puts like something nuts, like like thousand runs on the bottom end or something insane. I mean, that seems like a lot, but I know it was above six hundred, um, which doesn't take him very long. He might do that in a year. Right. Um, but he says he goes to the track. If they let him run a gambler's race, he's running a gambler's race. If they let him double it, he'll double it. If he can double any other race that's there, then he'll double that. or whatever, However many entries they'll let him have, he has them all. So he just run after run after run after run. And that's that's why he's effectively so good. And that's why he wins so much. But you got to watch that, too, because you can, if you're not Nick Hastings and you're not going to win every other weekend – then you can very easily spend a whole bunch of money and not do anything with it. Because even though you win a 50 grander, don't forget that last, what was it, July to August in that area, that there was 30 something thousand dollars of entry fees that you could have spent for four races for four weeks. So that 50 grander didn't go very far after you paid taxes on it, if you're doing that kind of stuff.
0: Right, right but you're 100% right, and these racers are entering everything multiple times. Um, So, And and we're gonna go back to Stephen Austin here. I guess him and Kevin Oyd used to go at it on the bottom pretty hard, so a great topic for those two to be here for today. You know what I mean? Two bubbers themselves, Um, and uh, you know, but you're definitely 100% spot on. There are, I'm, I'm starting to wonder, is the only way to win these big money bracket races is it to have multiple entries? I don't know if that's the key, but seemingly, most everybody who wins these races are coming in with more than one entry, seemingly. I can't name, I don't know of anybody who's actually won, either to guarantee uh, Great American or any of the other ones, without being double entered.
1: I would say that, uh, that the margin is slim. I wouldn't say nobody's done it, because yeah. I know people go deep with one, but there's always one you need you need to get away with or some, or a run. I mean, we've all had those runs where it literally would have beat anyone else but that guy, Hmm. you know? And uh, I mean, I think that, I think that double entries, in my opinion, uh, I have no problem with double entries. In fact, if if I have the cash at the time, I'll double enter. I just double entered at Galat's regular race last weekend. Um, Didn't work out for me, but I did it, you know? There's a lot of people that do Because the thing is, number one, it puts more money in the promoter and or tracks pocket. So that's good Right. because it keeps them open, keeps everybody happy. A lot of times they'll increase the purse because Vic Galat does it all the time. If they get a ton of cars, they'll increase the purse. And I'm not talking to increase it like a couple hundred bucks. I'm talking a couple thousand bucks. So, uh, but the other thing is, is that I think that double entries when possible and Galat does this, for the most part, until like third round, they guarantee double entries will get called separately. Now that's not to say that you can't come up late and accidentally end up with someone else or you come up early and end up with the doubles. But I think that the way to make that the most fair would be just be saying, if you're double entered, double entries always run together. But I don't think that's possible. That'd just slow things down too much.
0: And I don't think, I think you're right. I don't, I don't know if it'll slow it down either, you know, but at least one entry, if you're double entered, one entry has to be ran against another double entered car. That's fair mm-hmm. to me. And I think yeah. that a lot of people are starting to head that direction. I think SFG might be doing that. I know he calls up doubles sometime uh, double double entries. You hear a lot, of, a lot of these bigger races starting to call, it, uh, call it double mm-hmm. entries together. Um, and I'm pretty sure, I think I, you said Galat does that. And i think i remember hearing that maybe uh, on one of the videos you sent to me about uh Galak making a call to call doubles together it, it's it's gonna even the playing field but either way you look at it that car has been down the track one extra time more than you before you're about to race him or her um, their data is going to be substantially better than yours if this is the first round, especially
1: but while double entries are an advantage i would say i mean double entries are an advantage throughout the majority of the race but once you start getting down to about 32 cars if you're still doubled double entry is actually bad for you because your transmission's getting hot you're you're hurrying up maybe you maybe you forget to i mean you could forget to do anything you're just i've been in that situation where i got to keep my helmet on get in the other car and just go straight to the lanes or you know, you could forget to put fuel in this car because you're running around too much. I mean, we all make fun of Corey Galetti for doing that multiple <laughs> times. But, I mean, that guy went a bunch of rounds, too. I mean, this is what I'm talking about. You know, like, once you get down in the rounds, if you don't have help there, you could get in trouble really quick, too.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you just, you just said what I was going to say. There's a good thing, that, like you, you have a wife. Um, I know she's a rookie to the sport. Hey, Laura, I know you're going to catch on very soon. But that little bit of an extra brain or set of extra uh, extra pair of eyes is the difference in between I forgot to put fuel the fuel cap on number 1 okay Cause the fuel cap will bite you faster than anything else especially if it's not on the track when it comes off cuz fuel dries a dragster, up really quick
1: mm-hmm. it's if it's in a dragster and you leave that's dangerous
0: dangerous it's gonna that's fly. fire yes so you definitely need you if you're lucky, you have somebody there. My wife's going to be there to help me. Um, and at the same time, these double entered cars, I'm pretty sure they go into it. Most of the time, they've done it enough times. But secondly, I'm sure most of them are going to have some type of, a, of a assistance there to help them as well. Uh, if you don't and you're doing it all solo, then definitely I'll take my hat off to you again. Because there are there's a lot of attention to detail. Like you said, leave, you left your helmet on. Hey man, you don't know what's going on. Number one, the shield yep. on that thing's probably fogging up if you got one on it because you're breathing <laughs> so heavy running rap. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I think I take my chances. However, give me two colors and let me go down to 32 cars. Hey man, yeah, I, I'll take it. <laughs> you know what I'm about? I, I, yep. I'll, 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 I, would like the opportunity to mess up in that situation. Uh, hopefully, I at don't. At the mess end up. of the day, but,
1: at uh, the end of the day, you got two checks. You got so. two. So it's like, yeah, all right.
0: Well, hmm, you know? hmm. You know what would be neat though is to run into the situation to where you got two colors left and you don't have to race yourself all the way down to the final. That'd be pretty neat. Yep. I want to, I want to wind up that person. One. I want to be that person one day. What about you? <laughs> Man,
1: that's that's so hard to do. I've been yeah. close. Uh, I've been close one time. I was. Uh, I think I was either two or two or maybe even three cars that like eight cars left or something. And uh, I ended up having to run myself one of them, which was actually good because that gave the car a chance to cool off. Um, but that was closest I ever got. I mean, and then I lost that one next. And then luckily took the other one all the way or pretty close, something like that. But the, uh, I've never ran myself in the final. Uh, I'd like to run my old man in the final at some point. I got real close with that one time, but we met in semis. <laughs> so, that's who, tough, man. That's won, that's a lot of won. stuff to fall the right way.
0: Who won? Who won?
1: Oh, that was the one where I beat him because uh, I beat him and I red lighted so bad, <laughs> but I was dialed two faster than him, and I and he red lighted first, but I almost red lighted faster than him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, so so tell the truth. Were you extra pumped up because it was your dad in the other lane? Can you? I know you remember I, it like yesterday. I don't.
1: I don't know, man. That was – I mean, I was – I think I was 16 maybe when that was. That's been Jeez. a while ago, man. That's thats half a life ago almost. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. no, I don't I,
1: remember, but that was probably the case.
0: i share that one was with probably you. probably with me. i share that one with <laughs> you. I'd definitely like to run my old man in the final or, or at they Somewhere close to the final better than anywhere near the first round, of course. You know what I mean. So, yeah. Um, I'd
1: like to beat Jerry Bonifield at some point. That would be ideal.
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh uh Steven says Bobby Materna was like that this weekend at Piedmont. So he took a couple of colors with him uh and ran around, you know, throughout the whole event uh keeping his helmet on, fire suit, everything. Probably just shot shot the tires <laughs> with a little bit of air, probably didn't even need to, but just did just to make sure when he got up there, he could check them and let them down where they needed to be. Uh but he was running around at Piedmont this week. So, hey, great job out there, Bobby. Uh if you're listening to us, great job. Uh over at Piedmont. Nope. no might have been kids. that opal. Could have been, I have no clue. Um, I, like I said, I, t- I my most of my time spent was in Bradenton wishing that I was number one in Bradenton not just for <laughs> drag racing, but I, I think Kyle went live maybe three or four times on the beach and man, that beach looked <laughs> just wonderful. Just let me, let me out there. You know, I haven't, I've been in Texas. I haven't been away from Texas too long here lately. Um, Steven says Bobby went down to four cars with two entries. So, it, it was some good drag racing going on over in Piedmont. That's the second we've heard to do that. Nick, uh, you said um, the guy who – was that the guy who raced, raced Nick Hastings twice? I don't
1: think that was the same – that wasn't the same guy then that I'm thinking of because the, if anybody out there knows, who was the guy with the Opal that, uh, that was running in the semis? That was him? Yeah, Steven so said was it, it was him. It was, it
0: was, yep.
1: So that, so that was he ran Hastings in the semis and then he ran him in the finals and Hastings got him both times.
0: But man, man, hey, that has to be. I wonder what the slip showed. I wonder what Hastings was back to back. And then I wonder what, well, uh, what Bobby was in, to come back against him.
1: In the semis, Hastings was 001.
0: I think. Ouch. Yeah. So, Ouch.
1: <laughs> yeah. Talk about seat time
0: ouch that hey and, hey and then to make it even worse you got to race him again so you're looking at the time so I'm like dang he was 001 what the heck am i gonna do right here so in the final did he go red or what happened
1: uh in the final i'm not sure but i think hastings was nine or something in the final Jeez. um yeah so i mean you see why he's always winning and winning these top bowl races too i mean I don't know if, if I was him. If he's doing that off the foot, why would you ever put a delay box in there?
0: Let, let me help you. Stephen Austin says, Hastings was 001 in the, in the semis, 002 in the final.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> that'll do it. Man, yeah. that guy in that opal was probably like, come on,
0: man. I can't <laughs> do nothing with that. <laughs> what am I supposed yeah. to do with that? You know? Um, oh, man. Kevin O is going to Bradenton. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's gonna be at the 500, so he's he's probably gonna be at that beach. I think is what he's saying. He says I will be in Bradenton for the 500K. Um, I wish, you know. I know my old man's <laughs> gonna be there. I looked at flights and I think it's like $499 to get there, or, or something like that. So yeah, I'll be staying at home, saving some entry fee money <laughs> instead of going instead of going. So yeah, man. No. What do we got to close out today? This has been one heck of a one heck of a stream. Um, I'm really impressed by the no box. I'll start it off, I guess. I'm impressed by no box. Um, do I think I can do it? I do think I could hit some lights on the on the bottom. I've never tried it in a real drag car. To to be honest, I have in street cars, and it's like, man, if you don't get off the gas as soon as the third the third light's coming on, you dog late. So I'm pretty sure it's a whole lot different when you got more horsepower leaving the line. Um, so hats off to the no break, uh, to the to the uh, top ball, or excuse me, the, the no box guys, <laughs> the I'm fumbling my words, the the foot swappers, whatever whatever you do, you got me discombobulated right now. But hats off to you guys, definitely a good a good job to the those of you who got down to some to some money this weekend uh, in your cars. Certainly a big time shout out to, to that kid who went back to back at at the uh, at the SFG. So um, yeah, I'm. I'm pretty well. That's all I got for for a recap. Casey, what you got?
1: Uh, just say, man. There's. Uh, I'm just glad that we're finally to the part of the season where, if we can't go racing, at least there's racing to watch on YouTube. Finally, uh, Motor Mania. I'll say it. I'll say it over and over and over again. Motor Mania is the best thing that's ever happened in bracket racing, hands down. Uh, next to what the promoters are doing for them to even cover it, but. Uh, Basically, thanks, Motor Mania, for allowing us to actually watch all this stuff for free, you know? Right, right.
0: And then especially to the promoters, if you, you guys are paying them, we thank you guys for that. However they're getting it done, I don't really care. Keep it happening. Uh, Motor Mania is definitely my pill through Friday whenever it's a long day and I can hear the burnouts going on in, on, in my headphones or, or turn on the drag racing. And uh, real quick, our last comment for today, uh, Steven says no box and foot breaking, it ain't the same thing. We talked about that one time, didn't we? We talked about that on a stream and uh, I agree with that 100%. Um, So as always, we thank you guys for what you do for the Going Bracket Racing YouTube channel. Uh, Certainly if you're looking to to help out in any way you want your product uh, shouted out on the Going Bracket Racing channel, just give us a a call there or send us a message in our inbox. Uh, We love to showcase new product, new parts, uh, maybe you have a new website. We had um, Bracket Life on last week. Uh, certainly check him out over at Bracket Life. I believe it's BracketLife.com. Uh, don't get me Don't get me wrong. There, I uh, I'll have it if you need it. Give me a call. But uh, certainly check them out. Um, uh, and uh, shout us out if you ever want to get your product uh, on our channel. Let us uh, shout it out to our fans there. Casey, got any closing remarks?
1: See you everybody next week. <laughs> See
0: everybody, Cliff. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you next time.